Good morning, Legacy City Church. You guys are way back there. You, hey, you know, if anyone wants to uh, move from the back row, Fitzhugh's family, <laughs> Fitzhugh family, there's a whole row right up here if you want. I'm just, just saying. Yeah, move over right there by Naira. Okay, no, you guys are fine. You're cool. So we're not going to do anything fancy this morning to open up. We don't have any uh, scripture readings, no declarations, but I do have something I want to cover with you guys before we go into the morning. We're going to enjoy just a really nice, hearty worship time. And I want to encourage you, if, if you get tired of standing, it's okay to sit and raise your hands. It's okay to put your head in your hands and just close your eyes and get lost in the presence of God. Whatever you feel like you need to do to not be distracted, to just really just press into the presence of God, just go ahead and do that. There are carpets back there. There's carpets up here. You can come up here and fall flat on your face if you want. No one's going to step on you. No one's going to be like, what are they doing? You know, it's just, it's living room. It's, it's home. So be free. Grab flags. Guys, if you want to start flagging back there, just take it from those little girls and say, give me that flag. Go sit down. And then you'd start twirling around back there. Whatever you want to do. Dave, I expect to see that this morning. There's some bright purple ones she can use. Pink. <laughs> so... We're going to go into a time of worship, and I also always forget to mention we have communion elements. There's there and on the book table. So if you want to take communion, just come snag one of those. It's always good to remember and proclaim what Jesus paid for. Whatever it is you're going after this morning, if you just want more of him, just take the elements, take the bread and the juice, and celebrate what he died for, and just ask him. Based on what you paid for on the cross, I'm asking for more of you. I'm asking for breakthrough. I'm asking that you would fill me with your joy, with your hope, with your peace, whatever it is that you need. So we'll go through a, a nice, hearty time of worship. And at the end of worship, instead of doing the, the usual transition right away, I have set up a prophetic word that Chris Vallotton shared last week at the Leaders Advance in Reading at Bethel. Uh, Galen and all of the Bethel Leaders Network pastors that go to that were, were at that Leaders Advance. It's a very large, twice a year they have one in the spring, one in the fall, and Galen goes down. And the word that Chris shared, I've probably listened to it about four times or five, and I just get wrecked every time I hear it. It's for the church, and I believe it's for us. I, I believe it's for our region, if not the whole world, uh, definitely for the United States. And really what it comes down to is God is preparing to call the prodigals home. Um, the word that he shares is called re-entry. That is the word. So it'll, it'll be a good, solid 10-minute word. Tammy's like, oh, you didn't tell me it would be that long. So um, there is no teaching prepared for today. So once the word is, is over, and uh, I want to encourage you guys, you can sit or stand for it, um, but 
but towards the end of that prophetic word, he does speak to the people that are at the conference to stand and grab a hand and pray because there is a time to pray into the word. So if you want to, you know, bridge, get close to each other or get around little groups and just grab a hand during that prayer time, we will uh, pray into the word after he shares it. Does it sound good? And then I'll pick on someone to come transition once that's all over. And, and I want to open up the time, the remaining time for anything that anyone wants to share. And then we can just maybe pray a little bit more together as a church. So it's going to be a, a nice, chill day. Um, I don't have no idea how it's going to go exactly, but it should be sweet. So you guys want to stand up and we'll pray. I'm just looking forward to worship with you guys. It's, I love it every week because I, I get to listen to our worship set when I'm delivering mail, and I just, like, I get it in me so deep, and this is a good one. <laughs> Marilyn was like, last week was awesome, but no, this week is, is really awesome. And by the way, the worship set does, uh, it did come from the leaders' advance, so imagine being in an auditorium with 2,000-plus leaders of churches just overflowing with the presence of God. So it's, it's good, and it, you're going to feel it. It's not about them. It's about Jesus, and it's about Jesus in you. So we just prepare ourselves, Lord. We come into your presence right now. We were already in your presence, but we, we come awake. We come alive. We we alert our spirit right now, the spirit person within each human being in this room. We just awaken our heart, our spirit. We awaken ourselves to you. We recognize your presence here, Lord, and we welcome you. We just say, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill this room like a cloud. Fill this room like a, like a heavy weight of glory. Let your light come and burst forth upon every person here today. Lord, we hunger and thirst and long for more of you. You are the one aim that we have in life, and that is to know you and to glorify you and to walk with you and enjoy your presence all the days of our lives. We're not here to play church, Lord. We're just here to meet with you face to face. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit, and we just say, King Jesus, come and receive the reward of your suffering on the cross today. You didn't die just to get us into heaven. You died so that heaven would come and invade earth. So we welcome you today, Lord. We say, let the blood of the cross open up the accesses this morning. Let, let the, the geysers of your glory be broken open. Let the wells of life be dug open this morning. The, the healing that is needed in our bodies, the protection, the open heaven that each one of us has been given, God, we just say let the blood of the cross cause our hearts and our minds to awaken to what you paid for. We welcome you in this place. And we just say let heaven open wide in our understanding. Let faith explode in this room today as we worship you, as we declare truth let us become transformed. We just welcome you to transform us in your presence as we worship you, Jesus. And we love you in Jesus' name.
It's a good word. Marilyn's going to come up here with me. I just, before I hand it off to Marilyn, I just, I'm going to try to say this without getting too messed up. And I know you guys have heard my testimony in bits, but it was about this time, December of 1989, right before 1990. And I was... I was a frequent connoisseur of psychedelic drugs. I smoked pot. I was, gave in to whatever form of immorality I wanted to because I was my own God and I practiced Satanism. I was the dark, scary, well, it probably wasn't too, too scary, but I was that, that scary kid that most Christians probably thought, that guy will probably never come into a church. And then those people the lady and the little kid come to my door at my house over by the shipyard and they want to give me a little booklet and I take the booklet and I give them an excuse to get rid of them and I go up into my living room and I start flipping through it and as I got to the prayer on the back of that little booklet I started reading that prayer not out loud but I just was reading through it about how to ask Jesus to come into your life, and I broke. I... <laughs> now, if I let it go, then I won't be able to finish. I know they had to have been praying as they walked away from my house because the Holy Spirit, who I didn't recognize was moving on me, was coming into my living room and squeezing my heart. Nobody would have expected the black metal drug dude to give his life to Jesus. But it was probably two weeks later and my roommate led me to the Lord in that living room. Prepare for re-entry. Those people that you might think are forever far away from God, we have no idea what he is doing in their heart, in that secret place when they're all alone, when they're lying on their bed and they're asking those questions about, God, are you real? Are you really there? And I just feel so, I felt so burdened this morning for especially you young people because, you know, us adults, we know that we're believers. We chose to be Christians a long time ago. For me, it was... That was almost 31 years ago now, something like that. I can't do math but right now, but it was 30-something years ago. And most of us as parents have prayed and, and maybe talked to each one of you about asking Jesus to come into your life. But kids, please, give me your attention, please. Surrendering your heart to Jesus just like that last song we sang, I stand with arms high and heart surrendered. All I am is yours. The Lord wants your heart. <laughs> he wants all you are to be, to be freely and willingly surrendered to him. If you haven't done that, if you haven't said yes to him, his arms are wide open. He wants to give you his gift, the gift of himself, to come into your body 
and to flood the inside of you. That day when I prayed that prayer to receive Jesus, I told him in my living room, I I prayed through my tears, God, I don't know how I will ever change, but I give you my life. And it was week after week, the, the fog just started lifting off my brain. All of the things that seemed so cloudy in my head just started going away. I started seeing life like everything seemed so fresh and alive. And I just, I had new life inside of me and I didn't quite understand what was happening. And he wants to give each one of us, each one of you that same life. He wants to come into your body and cause you to be reborn, born of his spirit. So I don't know how many of you kids in this room have ever prayed to receive Jesus. And I'm not going to ask kids to raise their hands because most of the kids in this room are like really bashful when it comes to public declaration. And I believe that someday you'll be able to make your public declaration that you are a believer. But let's just, can we pray? Can kids, can you, can you just pray even under your breath with me? Because if, if you want Jesus to come into your life and totally turn everything inside of you alive, then just pray with me. I'll just pray what I prayed that day if I can sort of remember. So let's just close our eyes. And you don't have to pray out loud, but if you want to, maybe the adults, you can just pray out loud too. Yeah, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me. And right now in this moment, I know that you're real. And I don't know how I could ever change my life. But what I have, I give to you. I surrender my life to you today. In Jesus' name. Reentry. How many of you remember your reentry day? Wow. Mine was choose you this day, life and a blessing or death and a cursing. And I was willing to go for the death, the suicidal death, if Jesus wasn't real. And he showed up in a blaze of glory. And as that song we sang said, I will come and meet you where you are. I know your heart. I know where you're hanging out. I know who you're hanging out with. I know what you're doing. Because I have been with you the whole time. And I've been waiting for this exact moment. The only person that is scared right now is you, Marilyn. I'm not. And that day changed my life forever. And I have a prodigal daughter that I have told her from the get-go, all you're doing right now is building one huge testimony. Because when you come back, that leg of lamb will be in the oven. I'll put a ring on your finger, some baklava in your mouth, 
and the Lord will put the testimony into your heart. That girl as a fourth grader could outpray you and me by a mile. Unbelievable, prophetic. Oh my gosh. And when she comes back, you too will say that about her. Now you have prodigals and you have prodigals and you have prodigals and we all have prodigals. And somebody prayed for us. My husband said to me once, he said, what's the saddest thing you can think of? I thought, weird question. I don't know, Randy. What's the saddest thing you can think of? And he said, going to heaven and the Lord saying to the people, how many of you in here prayed for him? And nobody stands up. That hit me like a ton of bricks. Ask the Lord, who is your reentry person or persons? Whether it's your kid, your nephew, your neighbor, the person sitting next to you right now, ask and receive. <coughs> Let him put that burden on your heart. To pray without ceasing. Not as a, as, a, as a works. I don't mean that ceasing that way at all. You know when you're driving down the street and all of a sudden you just check out in tongues. <laughs> or you just start weeping. It's for that person. Because the Lord knows right there what that person is going through in seeking or avoiding, trying for all they're worth to say, see, once again, God didn't show up. But God knows their heart, knows that they're really not ready yet. I mean, how many times did we play it before we nailed it? <laughs> so, pray for the prodigal fathers to come back into the homes. Pray for the kids to come back to the father's home. Pray for families who are separated or divorced and still have the opportunity for reconciliation and healing and bringing that foundation back to the children. And then pray for the children. Pray for the babies. Pray for the neighborhoods. Walk up and down the streets and declare it so. I don't know who was the last person that prayed me in that day. January 25th, 1980. Probably about 2.15 in the afternoon in a doctor's office. Just me and a horde of demons in a closed room with a cackle I've never heard before, but it just about made me insane. And I said, Jesus, if you're real, you come and do something now. Because if this is really all there is, I don't want it. This time I was serious. You know why? I had controlled and manipulated everything in my life up to that point. There was nothing left to try to control. <laughs> and yet nothing had changed other than making it worse. So he knows. 
And he's saying, stand in the gap. Somebody was there for me. I don't know if they were praying in Greek, if they're praying in English. I don't know if it was somebody in Sweden. I have not a clue, but I am one grateful, one grateful woman, because I love my life in him. Absolutely love it. Legacy City is here for a reason. We may look like David right now, but David brought down Goliath. And from that, those Philistines were pretty scared. They may have huffed and puffed and blown their way out of the camp, but you and I both know what was really going on. So don't be intimidated by what the world's going to throw at you as you try to intercede. Because all he's looking for is your heart. He's going to take whatever you offer and he's going to multiply it. Because you and I all needed a re-entry point. And we needed somebody who could point it to us. So I'm just going to pray over us, Lord. I thank you for re-entry. I thank you, Lord, for the confirmation that it is the year of the prodigals. And Father, I ask that each one of us have ears to hear what is being said by the prodigal. Not the words, but the pain, the discomfort, the, the, the sense of failure, a mocking of our God, that we don't have to respond and defend. God's got broad shoulders. He's been mocked by a whole lot better than these kids. So give us ears to hear and a heart of compassion, Lord, that we can just softly give the truth of the word, that we can share our story, that we can just hug them, hold them, speak truth to them, have a pamphlet in our pocket, in our purse, Lord, as soldiers, Father, dress us for the battle. Teach us your ways. Teach us how to be prepared for the ones you will bring to us individually. Father, whether it's Walmart or Fred Myers or out here in the parking lot or who knows. The bottom line is, is we want to care. And we want to care for your kids the way you had others care for us before we became your kids. Father, that you would call us into prayer. Have us on our face, Lord. Just weeping and calling out and crying out because without you, we can't do any of it. But with you, Lord, we can do all things. And that means meeting them at a reentry point. So, Father, as Chris talked about his grandson coming in, we stand on that. Father, that's our example. That's our heart going, yay, Chris. And we will stand up here with our testimonies of our kids, our neighbors, our strangers that we haven't met yet that are going to be brothers and sisters in the Lord with us. So, Father, have our feet go where you want them to go. And Father, we offer you a willing heart and a teachable spirit. Teach us to love like the prodigal father did. He never said, what are you doing? You jerk, you spent all the money, you 
huffed and puffed and blew the house down. You slept with women. He didn't say one word about the past. He spoke about the moment right now and spoke out destiny to this young man's future. Father, give us wisdom to do that as well. Because you are our point of reentry, Lord. And every day we get up and we say, be magnified. And be magnified in us and through us, Lord. And we bless this city. We bless all our prodigals, Lord. <laughs> Glorious little sweethearts that they are. Because you see the gold in them. You see the gold, Lord. Give us eyes to see gold. Give us pitchforks, Lord, to go in and stir it up. Not poking and jabbing in them, Lord, but the poking and jabbing in us. That you get their dirt out of us. That critical spirit, that seeing it in the flesh, that religious junk. And all that's left is your beauty in them. And that they will not be afraid to come and say, I messed up and I don't know how to fix it. And that are tears of love and a kiss on the cheek and a hug that holds them so sweet and deep is all that's needed as he gives them a new heart, sets their feet to dancing as he also sets it on solid ground. And new life begins for them as it has for us. So we just declare it so, Lord, in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Oof, oof, oof. Wow. Anybody have a fun testimony of Jesus this week? What went on in your world? I see some smiles up here. Is there a testimony in the front row? Oh no, mother and son just just sharing some love. Okay, anybody? Any of the kids? I love hearing from the kids. We're kids at heart, David. I know, I know. <laughs> anybody? It's not a testimony about anything that happened this week, but it's going to piggyback on what you just prayed during worship. I really felt. As we're praying about prodigals, I really felt like God showed me that we're not to react out of fear. We have so many times during our days when we can react out of fear to things. Um, I was thinking this morning, you know, sometimes like a kid, if they're tired and they don't want to go to church on a Sunday, it would be easy to be like, what, don't you love Jesus? They're tired. It's a gloomy day. It's okay, you know. Um, we have to take those times to really choose to step back, what's the truth, not react out of fear. Um, because it, in a sense, when we're reacting out of fear, we're saying we know what's in that person's heart, and that's not okay for us to do that. We, we're, we don't get to decide what's in someone's heart. There is, I can't, I, I'm going to look it up and bring it back next week. Um, there is something Bill Johnson had said about that, about us feeling like we know what, what's in someone's heart and how it's so wrong for us to do that. 
And I think of that with people who have walked away or, you know, just aren't walking with Jesus right now, you know, and how we can assume what's in their hearts, but we, we have no idea. We have no idea what God's doing with them, so... I'm actually going to share my testimony next week, and I have some things that kind of piggyback on that. But Marilyn and I have been working the election um, at Port Orchard and counting votes. We work with a lot of different kind of people. Um, and there was a young man there who is an ex-Marine. Very interesting guy. Very liberal. And uh, anyway, I won't go into that. But he did put an alias on himself and saying he's an atheist. So Marilyn and I were just praying, you know, together for him, and Marilyn got an opportunity to sit and speak with him for a while, and <clears throat> I kind of walked up to him before and said, you know, this is a, this is a lovely lady that's going to be sitting next to you, and I said, she's my friend, so be nice to her, and he kind of laughed. But um, just thinking about in the kingdom and aliases that people put on themselves and things that people have called us in the past not to let those aliases stop you from seeing people <clears throat> the way the Lord sees them. There was an older woman there, and uh, someone stepped outside of the election office in Port Orchard, and they had a rose. And she stepped outside, and they gave her the rose. And she goes, why are you giving me a rose? What's this for? I just wanted to thank you guys for all the work that you do in the elections. And... <clears throat> She came back in, and she's walking down the row in front of everybody, and everyone kind of asked her where she got the rose, so she relayed that information to them. But she said something that really <clears throat> just kind of struck my heart, and she said, somebody thought I was good enough to give a rose to. And honestly, it just made me choke up, and I almost wanted to, you know, just have tears. It wasn't appropriate at the moment. <clears throat> I waited till you know things had calmed down for a little bit, and because it can get really busy and really hectic in there, you're vying for chairs, you're vying for, you know, getting up to the computer, and <clears throat> gets really wild. A little later on, when it calmed down, and I saw that she was going to kind of go toward a break, and so I walked over to her, and I just put my hand on her, and I said, "I want you to know that you are worth that rose and every bit of it." Know in yourself that God loves you, that you are loved and you're created in his image and, and you do deserve that rose. And she goes, really? And she's kind of looking up at me like, like it was a new concept. <clears throat> but we all have the ability to touch people in that way and not be worried about whether somebody's going to come back and go, who are you? Don't touch me. I've had that happen to me. I'm a touchy person. I've walked over and touched somebody on the shoulder or whatever to say something to them and they've gone, don't touch me. I don't like to be touched. And I just go, oh, I'm sorry. But something inside me said to come over to you. I think I have something to, you know, talk to you about or whatever you happen to say. Don't even let the rebuffs make you run in fear. Just stand your ground with your heart, with the Holy Spirit. Speak to them because it can turn everything around and you'll see the counten their countenance change. You know, I got a challenge for you. What Naira was saying about the gal and the rose, 
it really, I, I'm with you, Nye, it really blew my mind that she just was so overwhelmed that a $5 rose was given to her. Now, it had nothing to do with the fact that it was a gorgeous purple rose that I was, you know, take. No, I have them in my garden, so I get it. But I, I was able to minister to her in a different way and to say that the name of that rose is called Angel Face. It's a very pungent, Dan Austin, English rose. Well, that really blew her mind. Yeah, I know, so what's that to the rest of you? Well, it's years of learning here, folks, years of learning. But it opens up the door to say it's beautiful like you are. It's pungent and fragrant like you are. When you walk into a room, you smell like that rose. You, do you know what I mean? Now, I bet if I asked each one of you, how many of you last week had somebody say something that really kind of made you mad? Made you want to smack them? I mean, probably I'm the only one, but you know what I mean? It just didn't quite set right. You kind of thought in the flesh, it really pissed me off. You know, and yet here's the challenge. You got to remember that when they're in the flesh walking with the enemy, what they see is dirt. If they don't see dirt, they're going to create the dirt. They're planting their own garden. You've been to my home. You just walk through the pair of scissors and cut flowers and take a bunch home. A lot of people's yards, uh-uh. But I challenge you as a gardener, whether you want to be or not, you are part of God's garden. You need to become a master gardener. I don't mean in the sense of, I'm a master gardener by my standard. I don't want to go get that certificate. And I hate it when I ask somebody, what's the name of this flower? And they do some Latin, and I'm like, like, what did that help? Now I have to say, okay, so in English, what does that mean? The arrogance of it all doesn't draw people. My challenge to you is, ask the Lord to give you at least one person this week and have him tell you what the gold is in that person. I don't care if it's somebody you know or don't know. You can say, Lord, if it's somebody I'm going to meet at Walmart or Fred Meyers or the restaurant or wherever, you know, if it's an encounter, that he will prophetically give you the gold in that person, something you will say to that person that's like, it's going to minister. It's like, it's like when you put good fertilizer on roses. Bam. They thrive in it. I'm a worm farmer. I am. I have three worm farms going. And so I compost with the most amazing worm composting that people are paying 50 bucks a bag for. Come on to my house, my house, come on. I, I, I'm just doing it in my backyard. Your word to somebody else will be like my rose garden with a compost that I make just by feeding my worms and putting it out there. And next Sunday, I'm going to challenge you to come up here and tell us 
how you said yes to God, how you allowed him to use you, and what did you get to say to somebody? You all in agreement? Hands up for saying, yes, Lord, I'm available this week. Yay in the back corner, I'm expecting it. And you, I'm expecting it. You, yeah. And, and the three girls over here, I'm expecting something out of you next week too, okay? Yeah. Oscar? Oscar, you get to choose. We're going to empower you. You get the choice. Okay? All right. So, Father, you saw who raised hands. And even those that didn't, Lord, you can still use them. You can still move on them. You can still get them and bring them up here. Because God needs us. And those folks need what we have. So, bless you as we have Amy coming up for closure. Oh, I wasn't planning on that. No pressure. Hey, I just wanted to, for some of us, especially the younger folks, we're all younger folks, never mind. Anyway, um, I wanted to just demystify a little bit um, what Naira and Marilyn have been talking about. As an example, anybody that knows me well knows I go thrift shopping a lot with my mom. And Julio and Grace were there one day. We know like most of the people's names at the gig Harper Goodwill. It's either, you know, good or bad, however you look at it. But anyway, there was a gal there, very, I mean, very like furrowed brow. And just like when you looked at her, she wasn't, she just wasn't a happy person. It looks like she's hurting. I don't know what's going on there. She was at the checkout a lot. And we just learned her name. And we would just ask her how she was doing. And when we would walk in every week, even with the frown and the scowl, hi, Sharon, hi, you know, like, how are you doing? And she would just like, her face began to just light up just by the simplicity of knowing her name, making eye contact and caring about her enough to know her name and ask her how she's doing. To the point where every time we go in there, she remembers if we were there last week. Well, I missed you guys last week. And she knows we buy puzzles. She bought my mom some funky puzzle and brought it in and put it in her work locker for whatever day my mom was there. Anyway, it's just the simplicity of that. Like, it's not anything, you know, incoming message from the big giant head. Like, it's not anything that complicated God can just use your eye contact and your smile and your saying somebody's name and calling, calling them by name. The simplicity of that, I, I cannot reiterate that like enough. It's just so easy, but people feel so loved. So I feel like God works through that. And this per person's countenance changes. And it has changed over the last few months as we have encountered her and spoken to her and just spoken her name and loved on her and laughed with her and totally different person. So I believe that God uses that super simple stuff. It's the basics of showing yourself friendly and showing them Jesus through who you are without even speaking his name, but they know Jesus through your eyes, through your smile, and through your heart. So...
Anyway, that's it. No. Okay, don't shift gears yet, lady. She's going to take a shift. <laughs> I just want to tag on to that real quick. Um, as an encouragement, there are so many different ways, especially for you younger people, like Clayton and Emily, you know, you're in school and you're like, well, you know, the mastermind, the big brain in this guy that, you're, that Amy was talking about. <clears throat> you do have the mind of Christ, whether you, if you're a believer, you, you're, you're connected. We are connected and uh, you're not alone ever. You could even encourage, I didn't mean that to be that way, but you know, take it that way too. But I just want to encourage you guys, simple words of encouragement. You could even text somebody. Go through your, your contacts and be like, God, is there someone who I could just encourage today? You have to learn to exercise. Exercise giving a word of encouragement. It could be something about, <clears throat> about their looks, their appearance, or about something they're doing in the workplace, in the restaurant that you're at, or in the school. I would encourage all of us just to, to do that. You know, I had a simple word for the Starbucks dude. I, I heard, uh, I felt like God said um, promotion and favor I have on his life. So I was nervous, but I was like, you know, uh, he handed me the coffee. It's busy, but I was like, you know, I just, can I tell you something real quick? The other day, I, I just felt like I was hearing over you, uh, um, whatever I just said, promotion and favor. He's like, oh, cool, Thanks. A, a Christian woman at the workplace, I don't know her very well. I don't know how deep of a Christian walk she has. She gossips a lot, so probably not a real deep walk. But I saw her walking across the parking lot as I was going in, and I felt like I felt the Lord's love for her. And I, I, I just said, as we were walking towards the time clock, I just said, hey, I just feel like the Lord was really wanting me to let you know that he, he really does love you, and he's got your back. That totally lit her up. She's like, I really needed that. So you'd be amazed at how much people really need the encouragement that you have, that you are able to share. Yeah. Should we call them up? Yeah. So it's a birthday today. Not today. But Yesterday? Thursday. Thursday? Well, whenever <laughs> there was a birthday for Landon. How old? 14. So, yeah, happy birthday. And Landon, would you be willing to let us as a church pray for you? Okay, well, then you got to come up here. So you got to come up here, and this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to get all of your friends, young people, come around him. You know, stand right here, right there. Stop, stop, don't move, or they can't get around you. Come on, get up here, kids, all of y'all. I'm not going to try to get you guys to praise something unless you want to praise something. i got to remember something, too. I, I just felt like I was seeing something for Judah and Savannah uh, while we were worshiping, but remind me, don't let me forget. Just get around them, guys. Make a big circle. Come on, old lady, step back. <laughs> Do you hear that? I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know. Come on, Come on, you guys, get, get around your head. get around your brother, friend. He won't bite you. So, so come on, get closer. You can get over by Ethan if you're nervous. You can get a little closer too. So you guys just stick a hand on his shoulder or grab the back of his elbow. Don't pinch him. Don't be mean. Don't don't do that pinch back here on that tender part because that. That could really make him yelp. So, would you guys just pray something after me? Can we make it easy for all y'all? Okay, so we just say together, um, Landon, we bless you. 
Boy, it's really hard to hear you guys over the people behind you. Say it again. Landon, we, we bless you. Landon, we bless you. Yeah, repeat after me. Landon, we bless you in the name of Jesus. We release grace and peace in the name of the Lord. And we ask the Lord to extend favor and peace over your life in Jesus' name. Yeah, he's receiving it. I can see it in his face now. Good, good. Yeah, we just, we just say the fire of heaven protect you and fill you and surround you and bless you on your birthday week and month. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Landon, just real quick. Every time I see you, you're just like this tree, like this strong tree. And I feel like, <laughs> and it's a good thing. I feel like God is totally like, giving you some really good grounding. And I know that you go to youth group during the week, usually. And it's good because God's putting that desire, not just for the fellowship, that's really important, but he's giving you that desire for more of him too. And so I just want to bless you on that. Just keep moving forward in him. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. So, and we're going to close with something in a second here. But I just felt real quick, um, and you parents pray over this, do what you want with it, but for, for Savvy and Judah, I know that there is there's a legacy and a heritage on your guys' life for, for worship and for um, that particular ministry of, of church life, um, worship leading. Typically, I know that you've been getting a lot of encouragement and words because, you know, you have a grandfather that, that probably was uh, just seeing that kind of thing in you too. But I feel like with what God has been speaking over you, Judah, I feel like Savannah has something on her as well. Like I was seeing this Amanda Cook, Rita Springer kind of a thing on her. So I just want to encourage you, Savvy, with your parents and your brother, if you feel like you just want to express worship, there could be a, a, a thing that God wants to unlock in you because there is an anointing on your family line. And it's not just for the men because I know your mother knows how to lead worship as well. We just want to call out that gold. If that's something that is in you and you're like, yeah, I would love to lead people into the presence of God through song. Dream with God. Explore with God those possibilities. And same with you, Judah. Yeah, just dream with them. If you need to just, in that place of worship, just ask God, show you what, what does my life look like to you? What do you see in my life? How do you see me in the days ahead? Think, when we say prophetically, we're just saying in the future, in God's dream, and what God would, his destiny on your lives, what does he see? What is the picture that he has? And then just start aiming towards those things. Is that cool? Rita? Amanda Cook. She's like, who's Rita Springer? <clears throat> we sang a Rita Springer song today. That song, you, you go before I know, yeah. You come back with the head of my enemy. <laughs> you call it my victory. So let's close with the scripture reading. Can we do that, guys? Read it together with me. Ethan's got it all ready to go here. Stand up. Stand up, church. We're going to stand for the reading of the word. No. This is... 
This is just a good cap scripture for what we heard with that prophetic word by Chris Vallotton about us and the power that God wants to bless us with as we go out and the treasure that we're going out to receive. So you guys ready? Here we go. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruin and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks, foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord, and you will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance, and so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. So Jesus, we thank you that this scripture was what you read in front of the public, that that scripture was fulfilled about you and their hearing, and we thank you, Jesus, that our lives are hidden in you, and you have given us the same Holy Spirit to anoint us to be ministers of your gospel, ministers of your kingdom everywhere we go. So we take this word for ourselves, and we prepare ourselves for the re-entry of the prodigals. We prepare ourselves to call out those that are mourning, those that are broken, those that are in darkness, to rise up into who they've been created to be. In Jesus' name, amen.